Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great from a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. If you've been listening to Force Center podcast feed for a little while, you've known we've done a couple episodes of Star Wars Counseling. We've done them live. We did one at Dragon Con and then we did one at Stan Lee's L.A. Comic Con. They were great fun. 
And uh, basically, the concept of this podcast is that I collect people's grievances, the things that upset them about Star Wars, and then I try my very, very best to make people feel better about them. It can't always be done, but there is some joy in trying. Now, I'm recording this episode solo because we like doing the show live, but I want to be able to record it a little bit more often, put it out there a little bit more often. I got these uh, bits of grievances from you guys on our social media pages on Twitter and Facebook a while back. There were a lot of great suggestions. Some we even ended up addressing in our live episode at Stanley's LA Comic Con. Uh, but for these solo episodes, I've decided to follow the rule of two, and I'm going to tackle two grievances per episode, and we'll see how quickly we can make the entire universe feel all better about Star Wars. I'm laughing at myself as I say that because I know it's absurd. I'll also be recording this episode with no edits. I'm going live to tapes. There might be some ums. There might be some ahs. There might be a slight pause where I take a tiny sip of my whiskey. Maybe. If you hear a pause, you can imagine. If you're the whiskey-drinking kind, try to have a sip with me. So here we go with some Star Wars counseling. Our first grievance comes from Scott Ring, at Scott James Ring on Twitter. And Scott asks... If Luke is supposed to be hidden from Vader, then why, just why, give him the name Skywalker? Hashtag SW Counseling. Hashtag help me. So this is a good one. I think this is one that has crossed a lot of fans' minds uh, as they absorb the great epic tale of Star Wars. And I have several things, several points of view that might make you feel better, Scott ranging from the logical to the absolutely absurd. We'll start with this kind of simple logical. Tatooine is remote. I know it doesn't feel remote to us because it is in the movies and the Clone Wars animated series and the books uh, and the comic books constantly. Tatooine feels like the center of the universe, but technically it is indeed remote. So maybe there was just a thought that, you know what, Darth Vader, Anakin, the Emperor, they're never coming to Tatooine. They're never going to look for this kid. Jabba the Hutt isn't going to encounter that kid and go, oh, yeah, is that the son of the person who won that Boon to Eve race when I was napping that one time? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's also possible that it is a very common name. This is a rationale that uh, Lucas has thrown out there in the past about the name uh, Antilles, and I think it is a cool thing that makes the universe feel more alive that, of course, some people would have the same last name. But Skywalker, we haven't run into any other Skywalkers. That would be really weird if we did just encounter a random, like, Hi, I'm Bubba Skywalker. I'm not, oh, oh no, I don't, I don't have any Force powers. I'm not from that Skywalker clan. No, 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 I'm from Dantooine. So a couple logical things. Tatooine is remote. Maybe it's a common name. It could be. Now, this is a little bit more emotional. It could be out of respect to Shmi that Owen and Beru insisted that the family name continues. Obi-Wan Kenobi could have dropped young infant Luke Skywalker off in those last tender moments of Revenge of the Sith. And maybe there's dialogue that we didn't hear where he was like, okay, uh, Luke is the name that Padme gave him, but why don't you just give him a random last name? Luke Johnson. He should be Luke Johnson. Or uh, I understand there are a lot of people named, you know, Antilles. Call him Luke Antilles. And Owen and Brew were just like, no. We knew Shmi. We love Shmi. 
The Skywalker name means something to Shmi, and this young man will be raised with the name Skywalker. You have to believe that, uh, this is kind of a side thought, you have to believe that Obi-Wan did tell Owen and Brew exactly what happened to Anakin Skywalker, since they seem very, very much aware uh, in A New Hope that Luke's father is not anyone for Luke really to be living up to. They lie to him about him. So I think that Obi-Wan actually did have some conversation time with Owen and Brew. I would like to hear those things. I would like, in fact, for the Star Wars canon to spread out to podcasts. Uh, not podcasts where we talk about Star Wars, but like some official content. I would really love the actual... I know there is a podcast called Coffee with Kenobi, but it would be pretty awesome to hear the actual podcast recorded discussion where Obi-Wan Kenobi is laying things out for Owen and Beru and see how they react. So that's for a little bit of the logical answers, and now we start getting into straight-up absurdity. Absurdity. But fun absurdity. Perhaps in Star Wars, the best way to hide yourself is changing your first name. Maybe all databases are based on not last names, but first names. Because Obi-Wan doesn't bother to do anything about Kenobi. He just changes Obi-Wan to Ben. And he's good with that. I guess Obi-Wan sounds too Jedi. So maybe it's all about the first name. So uh, as long as they didn't actually name Luke Anakin Skywalker, they figured he was hidden because of the way the databases work. Now, a couple more points of view to try to help you out, Scott. I think one that I will go to often on Star Wars Counseling is that one of the true powers in the galaxy of Star Wars is certainly the Force, but also another F thing. And that other F thing is the power of the fun. Now, as much as it would make logical sense for Luke's name to be changed from Skywalker to hide him from Anakin Skywalker, how much as a fan of this epic, mythic story, would it suck if we had met Luke Skywalker and then Return of the Jedi rolls around and we learn his father's name? It turns out his father hadn't been named Skywalker, that Luke Skywalker was the name they made up to hide him from his father, and his father's name was Anakin Johnson or Anakin Begano or just Anakin, not Skywalker, but something like very close to it, like Anakin Sunstroller. That would be lame. As much as the logic doesn't quite work from our very earthly perspective that changing a last name is kind of like the number one thing to do when hiding, it's so fundamental to the Star Wars story that this is the tale of the Skywalkers, that I would rather have the inconsistent hiding logic, and instead get to really have that nerd chill when you first hear Anakin Skywalker, the father of Luke Skywalker, who's the father of Rey Skywalker, maybe, who knows, probably not. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there to distract. My point is to you, Scott, I think there are some fun, logical reasons that you can play around with, but more than anything, this one's about the power of the fun, and I am glad that Anakin Skywalker is the father of Luke Skywalker, and not that Luke Skywalker is the son of Anakin's son Stroller. I hope that helped a little bit, Scott. So we are going to move on to Grievance 2. Always two there are. Which grievance is the master and the apprentice? You get to decide. Here's a cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Our second grievance comes from Facebook and a listener named Jeff Holdsworth asked. And again, I will point out that I collected these questions quite a while back. So perhaps this has been resolved somewhere along the line for Jeff since I first gathered these a couple months back. But here is what Jeff has to say. It's a good one. I'm bothered by the fact that lightsabers seem to have inconsistent cauterizing abilities. Pondababa and the Wampa are left with bloody limbs and stumps. The Tauntaun is cut open, but freely oozes guts everywhere. Jedi and Sith seem to lack any kind of blood when they lose hands, legs, or heads. Heck, even Obi-Wan's cloak doesn't get shredded by Vader's saber, yet a steel door melts in the Phantom Menace. 
what the crap is up with this? Jeff, I'm going to give you extra points. I don't know why I'm suddenly giving points. Uh, I'm giving give you extra praise for how colorfully, how much flavor there is in your question. Any question that involves freely oozes guts and closes what, with what the crap is up with this gets two big thumbs up from me. Okay, so uh, again, we're going to start with the, the practical. A thing that you could imagine, Jeff, if this helps you, if you're the kind of person who wants a more practical answer, is you could just chalk it up to different physiologies. These are all kinds of different species and animals. Maybe Pondababa, who is an aqualish, maybe aqualishes are just bleeders, that they just have like really, really thin blood viscosity. And if you nick them, they start spurting. The old nick and spurt aqualish. Everybody knows that. Uh, and then the same thing with the tauntaun, that, uh, that it just oozes the guts because that's just the way tauntauns do it. You know, you, you just barely touch them and out come the guts. Uh, and that there's something about their skin or their fur that is just not up for cauterizing. Another point of view that sort of leans to the practical is I have come to really appreciate how elegant A New Hope is in both explaining lightsabers and not over-explaining them. So I think when Obi-Wan cuts off Pondababa's arm and we see the bloody uh, claw-like arm stump thing, blood being the key, when you first see that, you're just like, okay, weird, oh, blood, okay, wait, great. Uh, and then later in the film, when Darth Vader cuts Obi-Wan in half, but, oh, Obi-Wan is not there, you have now clearly seen how lightsabers are supposed to normally work. So when I was very, very young, I got confused because I was too young to appreciate uh, this subtle visual film storytelling, and I initially thought that when you got hit with a lightsaber, you just disappeared. And my brother had to pull me aside and say, don't say that on a playground. You're making me look like an idiot. Come on, get with the program. And then when I was like just a little bit older uh, and rewatching, I realized, oh, well, we get to see the bloody stump. So we know that's how lightsabers are supposed to work. So that when we see Darth Vader cut through Obi-Wan Kenobi and he just disappears, that something special is going on, that Obi-Wan Kenobi has become more powerful than you can possibly imagine instead of a severed septuagenarian. Septuagenarian was a fancy word I wanted to say to justify my liberal arts degree, but it's not even accurate because Obi-Wan's not that old. Anyway, I digress. So moving on to your specific comment about the phantom menace of the the steel door melting, Jeff. This is something that I think actually has got a decent amount of tension in the intervening months since you first asked this question. Uh, in Rebels, and a lot in the uh, Soka book that came out, there's a lot of discussion not only of kyber crystals, uh, how kyber crystals make it so your lightsaber is very connected to you as an individual, but that using the Force is a part of how you use the lightsaber, not just uh, wielding it uh, for combat, but that you can make the lightsaber do different things through your connection to it. So I really like to interpret the uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's assault on the door in The Phantom Menace is he has a kind of different force connection 
to his lightsaber. He's, if I'm remembering correctly, he's kind of rotating it. He's certainly concentrating on it. It really looks like he is sticking the lightsaber in the door where some Jedi, or certainly not a Jedi, would just stick it in the door and it would just burn a little, cauterize a little. But Qui-Gon Jinn is pushing the force through it. And he is burning that door, not only with the lightsaber, but with his strange and unique perspective in connection to the living force, just burning that door away. So I think your force use is a part of it. And I think that uh, the Phantom Menace is like a great example of that with the door thing. But you could probably extend that if you wanted in your own headcanon to make yourself feel better about this, that maybe the amount that another person bleeds when you cut them is up to how you're wielding the lightsaber. Maybe we will someday get a really vicious Jedi fight or a Sith fight or another Force user fight where they want to use the Force to actually make the other person bleed. Maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi was real cranky that day and he channeled the Force to make sure that Pondababa spurted just a little bit. I'm really upset that I said it that way, but I'm not going to edit it out. I think another factor in all of this lightsaber discussion is the challenge of the orange glow. This is one of many things where the sort of visual storytelling of Star Wars got refined in The Phantom Menace. And uh, not just The Phantom Menace, but indeed the whole uh, prequel trilogy. And the orange glow that goes with a lightsaber slash, regardless of what color the lightsaber is, is weird. But I personally like it because, and this is a very weird thing to say, it allows us to watch more people, things, aqualishes, other species, get slashed with lightsabers. You see the impact, but it's tasteful. It's a bright orange glow instead of blood uh, and viscera spurting everywhere, instead of every sentient being that a Jedi ever cuts just falling to pieces. It's a nice thing to uh, add some drama and some energy and some conflict to what a lightsaber does without making it too visceral. So I'm all about that orange glow. I would maybe a special edition type thing where an orange glow is added to the initial cut of the Tauntaun. Would we like that? Would that be too far? I think that goes to whether or not you want everything to be very consistent, if you're that kind of Star Wars fan, or if you're the kind of Star Wars fan who does embrace that, well, the visual storytelling, the overall storytelling does grow and change, and sometimes that means there are little visual consistencies, inconsistencies, and this is, in fact, an opportunity for us to have fun recording podcasts about it and asking questions and creating our own little headcanon about why didn't the Tauntaun's belly glow orange. And if you are a fan of the orange glow technique of lightsaber damage, I was so happy to see it appear in Rogue One. It was another little visual nod to whatever you think of the prequels. They have indeed been embraced in the visual storytelling of Star Wars. Because when that beautiful, horrible Darth Vader scene happened where he slaughtered everyone and I was filled with joy and shame at how much joy I was filled with by seeing Darth Vader slaughter rebels, I was filled with even more joy to see in orange burn, come across one of the rebels that he sliced. My final point on this 
wonderful question, Jeff, this wonderful grievance, this thing that haunts you that hopefully I will free your soul just a little bit. My final point is uh, to go along with that orange glow to be not more visceral. Think of some of the key iconic scenes of Star Wars. You have to be pro-cauterization when you're thinking about Anakin slash Darth Vader cutting off Luke's hand on Cloud City. Would you want spurting blood? No. No. That would be that would be just sad. It's already sad enough that a father is cutting off his own son's hand. Give in to the cauterization. Accept the cauterization. Because Luke spurting blood, screaming, no, it's impossible, slipping and sliding in his own blood, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. And we do not want that to happen. That would be a sad interaction to happen between Anakin Sunstroller and his son, Luke Skywalker. So I'm pro-Orange Glow. I'm pro-cauterization. And I hope that I have had a little bit of a positive effect Jeff, on you seeing lightsabers from a different point of view. So those are our two grievances for this episode. If you have a Star Wars grievance, so much more content coming out. If you have a minty, fresh grievance, by all means, let us know. You can let us know things that are like uh, logic flaws. You can also just let us know any little thing that bothers you, just anything that eats at your soul, anything that keeps you awake at night, sweating like Anakin in Attack of the Clones. If you're, mm, I was going to say topless. I'm not going to say that. If anything eats away at you, the way it eats at Anakin is he dreams, let me know, and I will try to help you. You can tweet those sweaty Anakin dream time grievances directly to me or to our Force Center accounts. Please do use the hashtag SWCounseling because then I will be able to easily find them all. You can find me on all the social media as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.